This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Here we are today, yet in the season of Thanksgiving, and we want to give thanks to the Lord. And His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when you talk about Thanksgiving, you should talk a lot about heaven because that's where we are headed. And if we are doing the things of the office of heaven, we conduct business down here based on uh, the commands of the heavenly office. And we got to do what's right down here. We can't do it in and of ourselves. We need the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. We have a privilege from God that enables us to be kept from falling. It's a holy heritage. We want to deal a little with that today. Uh, let's look at what First Peter, first chapter has to offer for these uh, nuggets of wisdom. Verses 1 and 2 and skipping down to verses 22 through 25. We thank God for all of you. Thank God for his spirit being here. Amen. Uh, this letter, First Peter says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, and who is he writing it to? It says here, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Father God, I pray that your spirit will provide wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the strength wherewithal to apply the truth after it becomes who we are, the constitution of our character, O oh God. May it be found that the scripture has been made alive in the inner man, and everything within us will bless the Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There is a great eternal blessing that we want to talk about today. It's about abundant life, abundant living. It's a waiting for those who have been enabled by God to graciously serve him by choice. You're going to be a part of his kingdom of love when you do that. And his peace will overshadow you. Amen. Despite the presence of the devil's kingdom here that has not been totally destroyed as of yet, it has a different type of character it's indifference and turmoil, but God would have 
love and peace abiding on the inside of us, ever overflowing outwardly. God's true worshipers have something beautiful to meditate on for that to happen. We must, amen, meditate on the holy word of God, which will give us the strength to evoke the special love and praise due to the Savior of all. He's the Savior of all of our souls. Jesus is the lover of our soul. Amen. The devil is the hater of our soul. He wants us to uh, come to a demise, eternal demise. But Jesus would have everlasting life be our gift. Amen. This um, praise of having the Holy Spirit in our life to help us to have this overflowing praise ever flowing out of our life, that's the release of God's power. It's his anointing that keeps us free to worship. It's a heavenly privilege. So let's look at the heavenly privilege of true gospel pilgrims, which I am and you are. We are sojourners ever flowing through this life. We're walking through time. And uh, we're all scattered about all over the globe. But you know what? There's one Lord, one Spirit, amen. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And we abide in the truth and power of God. Paul was writing to such souls. Let's look at the outline of First Peter, the first chapter. And this is a call out to our Realm of Agape Bible Institute students, amen. This week, looking at how to outline and get something out of the word you're reading. But uh, let's look at the outline of First Peter, first chapter, because it's going to reveal how to maintain the anointing of true worship. For in this chapter, we find a meditation that keeps us from Satan's shackles that confuse our Christian purpose and direction. To be free in Jesus, we must remember that we are already set for life throughout all eternity. And do not need anything from the devil. Mm -mm. But we're birthed and shaped in iniquity, and it seems as though we do need something from the devil, which is why folks trip up and slip up and are deceived easily into giving tolerance to the creeds of evil, the doctrines of devils. Seducing spirits don't have such a hard job because we are sympathetic with much of what the devil has to offer. Mm. My God. But Jesus has called us to be birthed and redeemed by his blood. He wants to make us over. He says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. He let the people of God testify of that. So we need the actions of God's power to make us over, to help us to maintain the right mindset. Amen. amen. We need, amen, acts of grace by the Lord Jesus, uh, which will help us to move forward in our privilege as Christians of, of this special praise that should be emanating from our character. Um, not even the angels in heaven have this praise. The fire of our journey of faith is fueled by it. I heard Andre Crouch singing one of his songs, when we sing that we have been redeemed, he said, I guess the angels will have to fold their wings at that chorus because they did not experience being what? Redeemed by the blood of the lamb. My God. 
We praise Jesus for his successful pilgrim mission of the salvation for our sinful souls. This is what we ought to be thankful for in this season. Three main things of outline from this book. Number one, God invited us. We have to know that. Number two, God birthed us. We need to know that. And number three, God redeemed us. We need to know that. Amen. Let's look at the invited us part. God invited us. His invitation is a reality for us, according to um, verses 1 and 2 and verse 15. We are chosen by the Father who gives us the new birth in verse 3. We are set apart by the Holy Spirit who gave the word of God and enables God's servants to declare it. In verses 10, 11, and 12, we're supposed to live it, and that living it is the declaration. And then when people see the hope of our life, they will ask about it. And we have to be ready to give an answer of the hope that lies within us. So yes, this invitation now turns into us now inviting others. We invite them before even uh, officially inviting them. Um, it's, a, it's an invite when they see that we're going through the same things they're going through, but we have some kind of extra power enabling us to make it through. Though we could cry all night long, we seem to get up the next day ready to go forward in Jesus' name anyway. And we raise our hands and say, hallelujah, anyhow. Never let the devil keep me down. When life's problems come my way, I'm going to raise my heart and my hands and my life up to Jesus and say, hallelujah. Yes. Anyhow. Yes. You know why? Because we have been purchased by the blood of God's son in verses 18 through 21. Who died for us, rose again. And guess what is coming back for you and me? To give us our inheritance in verses 3 and 4 and skip down to verse 13 for that. No wonder Peter opened his letter with a song of praise. And remember, the Bible uh, it will back itself up with other verses. If you look at Ephesians 1, 13, uh, Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14, they are saying basically the same thing. Amen. Now let's look at God birthed us. God birthed us. Guess what? New birth in Christ is a reality for us. It's not a reality for those outside of Christ. It seems like foolishness to them. Why? Because they have not been transformed by the renewing of their mind, by the washing of God's word. Some do not believe in God's word. They do not give God's word authority. But we believe God's word to be inerrant. There are those out there who are tricked by the enemy that say the Bible is full of errors. There are those tricked by the devil out there who will say that the Bible is not the authority over my life. It's to each his own. We are to choose our own destiny. I am the master of my ship, you know. But we believe the Bible to be the inspired, the only infallible, authoritative, what? Word of God. It's inerrant. Amen. It's a breathing, living word. Why? Because the word is a person. The word is Jesus. 
Amen. And we don't stop Jesus. They that, amen, believe in God, diligently seek after him, are the ones who will be rewarded with revelation about God. The deeper you get an understanding about God as revealed by his spirit, when you seek after him, it's going to now in turn help you to know of your purpose, what God intended for you according to eternity past. And then you will have a purpose for living. Then when you get up, you will say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it according to the creed of God. Amen. Not my own creed. Amen. So, yes, it's a new birth. It's a reality. It's something we experience every single day. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, according to verses 5, 7, 9, and 21, you are born from where? Above. Not on the earth where it's finite and it's, it's a dead end. But our life comes from above, where Christ sits at the right hand of the throne of God. And guess what? He said we are joint heirs. So we have an eternal heavenly purpose. This is why we have something to live for. Because we are God's children, we love him. We want to obey him. Because of all that he said he did, we believe it. We didn't see it happen, but we know it is true because things that are happening in our life right now, amen, that same God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And if he said it today, amen, he didn't lie in yesteryear. He told the truth in yesteryear. And he's going to tell the truth in the future, even beyond our life. Yeah. So when absent from the body, we will be what? Present with the Lord. We are birthed for this. Now, let's look at this next part. It's amazing. It's the God redeemed us part. Yes, God redeemed us. Belonging exclusively to Jesus is a reality for us, according to verses 17 through 21. The apostle referred to the Passover feast uh, from Exodus 12. Notice how the Old Testament tying right in. It's our foundation. It's like you have a foundation and then the New Testament is uh, ever helping us to have walls and a roof. Amen. Amen. But people want to throw away the Old Testament. Then you're not going to have a foundation. Then, then guess what? The walls and a roof are caving in. Amen. <laughs> you need the whole word. The whole word is the whole truth. It's a conversation. It's God's narrative. You can't chop out parts of his narrative. That's right. He redeemed us. Yeah. We need the whole word of God to understand that. So, yes, we look back at the Passover feast and Jesus, guess what, is the lamb slain for us. And his blood was sprinkled on the altar for us, according to verse two. The Jews in Egypt had to be uh, ready to depart. Right. They had to wear their garments loose. They had to be ready to go. Keep your boots on. Amen. <laughs> uh, it's like us saints today. Uh, we wear this life like a loose garment. That's what my mind was going to. And we have to be ready to go because Jesus is coming back when you least expect, like a thief in the night. He's coming. Be ye also ready. What? For such an hour as you what? Think not the son of man cometh. Amen. Amen. He redeemed us and we got to be ready. Yes, they had a picture of it in the Old Testament. The blood of the lamb sprinkled on the, the doorpost and the lintel is a sign of the cross. The Jews in Egypt had to be ready to depart. And we must also have that same attitude, according to verse 13. Uh, and when Jesus comes again, we will make our exodus 
from this world to now be, amen, uh, one who experiences the fact that we will be saved from the presence of sin. Amen. I thank God for that. All of us uh, are the four you in verses um, 4, 10, 12, 13, verse 20 and 25. It's all over the place in this chapter. God is trying to bless us. Yes, he's redeemed every one of us. But are you praising him with your life? That's the real question. You can, yes, have uh, the evidence and opportunity to be a recipient of the blessing of the redemption, but you have to, amen, let your life be dedicated over to the Lord. You have to submit, therefore, to God. He will enable you to resist the devil, and he will flee. Why? Because you are no longer a part of the devil's regime. You are now a child of God. Yes. And you are going to be a sheep of his fold, and he will not lose any sheep. But if you want to walk in trespasses and sin like uh, a scapegoat, that's your choice. But as for me and my house, amen, I'm going to teach that we ought to bless the Lord. Amen. amen. There is a strong evidence in this scripture that I read that there was uh, a, what you would call a diaspora. In other words, a dispersion um, to which Peter writes regarding the Christian church. They were hammered with persecution and they had to, amen, experience uh, evasive maneuvers and escape with their lives and to move from house to house, move from city to city, move from country to country and move as the Holy Ghost led them and this, uh, the devil meant for bad that they would, he would separate us and divide us. But guess what? The word of God was planted in other places and then it sprouted and grew elsewhere. And um, trees began to grow and bear fruit. And those trees, amen, the fruit from those trees spread everywhere and the word of God kept going and kept going, which is a blessing. The devil meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. The heavy persecution that in uh, that they endured in the ancient day caused them to be dispersed throughout the surrounding parts of their world. They were in fellowship with the sufferings of their Lord Jesus Christ, of whom they were not ashamed. He said, take ye uh, your cross and follow me. That means there's going to be some hard times ahead. Not, amen, bowls of cherries and slurpees and honeys everywhere. My God, dates. Kissing and hugging and stuff. Amen. Some religions have all of that. Crash the plane into the building and you will have now a harem of virgins. You're going to be rewarded. This is what some of their Bibles are reading in the Middle East. So no wonder these men are killing themselves, going all out to, just to be able to receive these eternal fleshly rewards. But God is spirit, according to our Bible, and they that worship him must worship him, what? In spirit and truth. It's not about getting your groove on, my God. It's about, amen, now changing from um, mortality into immortality. In a twinkling of an eye, we shall receive a spiritual body, amen. And we won't be given in marriage anymore. It's going to be different, amen. 
thank God, thank God. So we have a different privilege according to, amen, if you uh, compare the Holy Word of God to other doctrines. We cannot have fellowship with darkness. We cannot drink from Jesus's cup and the cup of devils and say that we are in fellowship with God. If you walk in darkness, amen, you are a liar and not doing the truth. But people are walking around saying they are in Christ. Amen. They are uh, confessing with their mouth something that their life isn't professing. So, amen. A lot of people today, they have the garb on and the right talk, but their actions are saying something else. The fruit of their actions is far from the peaceful shore. God said, judge them by their fruit. We can't look at how they're talking. and They have this authoritative kind of sound, a charisma, and they sound like they're telling the truth. When we used to have just a few folk telling the truth, and they sounded like that in the Holy Ghost, and now you got folks breaking away. They saw how the people of God were under that power, and they wanted that power, but not that the glory would go to God, but that the, gl the glory would go to them. So they want to keep doing the same stuff, have the same vestments, have the same sound, and now they're replicating that's the devil. He replicates. He, amen, masquerades as an angel of light. And we have to know the difference between Lucifer's light. Lucy means light. My God, he had a light. But Jesus said he is the light of the world. Jesus Christ is the light of the whole world. Jesus is the bright and what? Morning star. He is brighter than the noonday sun. Imagine that. We can't even stare at the sun without physical eye. Which is why in the Old Testament, when the prophets got into the real presence of God, they were at all because they said they would die. You cannot stand in the very core presence of God and expect that you will still stay alive with this physical body. No way. Can't do it. My God, because he's brighter than the noonday sun. You can't even stare at the physical sun. How are you going to stare at the real God of all creation? My God, he made the sun. He's brighter than that. So we got to, amen, stop all these masqueradings, these, amen, laying hands suddenly sessions, and uh, we're elevating novices. People don't want to be discipled anymore. They don't want to sit in front of the rabbi and come and learn. First part of Ephesians is to sit, amen, and learn at the rabbi's feet. The middle part is enabling you to know how to walk this walk of faith. And then the last part is being able to what? Stand in chapter 6. Mm -hmm. Doing all to what? Stand. Yeah. But you can't stand. Everybody likes that armor. They want the sword of the spirit. They want the shield of faith. They want all the stuff. But all of that is from being a disciple. All of those things are the word of God being Put on you. We are being dressed. Our wardrobe is the word of God. The living word of God. You don't want the word of God in discipleship. How are you going to have it as a mature Christian? You're going to fake like you're a mature Christian. And then the same thing happened to those people in the New Testament is going to happen to you. Peter, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? And the devil going to eat you up. My God, you better be in Jesus for real. You better, amen, have a real true calling. That comes from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
and God will call and give gifts severally as he wills, not as you will. You can't just shout, oh, I want to be that, and you go after that, and it becomes a selfish ambition. That's not the privilege of the true Holy Ghost gospel pilgrims, my God. That's, amen, the fleshly pilgrims. They are like carpetbaggers instead of sojourners of faith. Carpetbaggers back in the day, they were, amen, going about, amen, just trying to trick people into getting into stuff, businesses that wouldn't amount to anything. They would trick people. They would look like they had the part, but they were just dressing the part. They didn't really have the substance. We don't want to be like carpetbaggers, my God, but we want to have the real power of God. So when we open our mouth, amen, out of our mouth shall flow rivers of living water. And the word of God, amen, is going to, amen, accomplish what it is set out to do. Thank God. So remember, you cannot praise God the way he deserves to be praised when you are trespassing in foreign territory. What do I mean by foreign territory? When you alienate yourself from the presence of God. When you go into the forbidden zone that God said not to go in. When you start feasting on unfruitful things. When you live in a place that's unfruitful. It's a desert. My God. No wonder folks are hungry. No matter how many times they have uh, uh, praise breaks. They are still hungry. My God. They are spiritual cadavers. Because they are not feasting on the true holy word of God. God said, I will satisfy your needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. That's right. And they're not satisfied after all that shouting because they didn't sit in the discipleship class. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sit in the, and, and be discipled anymore. You can't tell them anything. This is why folk want these escalator elevator uh, elevations. They want to skip floors. But God made me go up the steps, baby. Thank God. And I had to stay on some floors for a long time before he let me get back on the staircase. Now you get on the staircase and go up some more. One time he had me go back down and learn from the other floor because I messed up when I got to the new floor. Amen. But folks don't want to be remediated by the Holy Ghost. Some books in the Bible are for remediation. God repeats what he already said. So he could review, review, review. This is, this is why he said meditate on the word day and night. It's a lot of review, review, review. But that's boring to folk. They don't want to review, review, review. They want what's new, what's new, what's new. And the devil will give you something new, but it's old. It's an old deception. And you thinking you are, you are eating it, eating something good, but it's a junk. And what happens with junk food? You, you feel like you're full, but you're not. Your body doesn't have vitamins that it needs. Which is why our mothers in the old days said, don't spoil your appetite. But people today, they have junk food all times of the day. It don't matter. Kids have no discipline. They can eat whatever they want, whenever they want to. And they don't eat the right stuff when they are supposed to. My God, this is how people are in the church. They don't want to eat what they're supposed to eat when they're supposed to eat it. They're want, amen. They want whatever the flesh wants them to have. And you can't thrive on what the flesh wants. The flesh has been born in shape and iniquity and in sin. Then our mothers conceive us. We need to be born again. Marvel now. You could be, amen, a doctorate degree person, but still not know Jesus. You don't just read the Bible for just reading the Bible. You're supposed to now have an intimate relationship with the living truth, who is the Bible. His name is Jesus. And you're reading him. 
Amen. And let him read you. When you go through, through the word, the word is also going through you. And it will straighten out the crooked. It will fill the valleys. It will make the rough places in your character smooth. I tell you, and it will knock down the high places. Amen. Anything that's idolatrous in your life, God will tear it down. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Let the word of God come through you. Yes. I tell you, I learned how to go through the word. And amen. Saved at nine years old. Now I'm 61. My God, you do the math. How many times? Every year I went through the Bible. I went through the Bible for every year. I, I have been a Christian. Thank God that's the testimony I wanted. Thank God. And you got to go through the word. And when God needs his spiritual Rolodex to stop at a spot and he gives me a rhema word. Amen. Because I went through the logos many times and now it's etched in my soul and my mind. Thank God. And now the Holy Ghost can use that Rolodex to give me. Amen. The self same hour what I need to say. Amen. He brings it back to my memory and I'm able to Take it out. Unsheathe your sword. And God says, swing the sword of the spirit, Hallelujah. which is the word of God. And I can slice the devil's head. Hallelujah. I can sever it. He comes in one way and he leaves seven ways because I have sliced him in the seven pieces. Take this word. Amen. For that deceptive teaching. Take this word for that deceptive thought. Take this word. Amen. For that decrepit thought that you tried to make stay in my mind. Yes. Loose your hold. The blood of Jesus be against you. I adjure you by the counsels of the most high God. The Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. And you make the devil run. I tell you, make the devil run. Hallelujah. That's why the pilgrims came to America. They wanted to worship correctly. They were Protestants. And there was a church, amen, not allowing them to worship God the way they should. They were like Pharaoh. Had all of their vestments and everything on, but they weren't letting them worship the one and true God. They couldn't even read the real Bible. They didn't even want people to interpret the scripture so that the people could read and, and feed and, and begin to grow in faith. So they had to get out of there. And there was a diaspora, yes, pilgrims coming. My God, what kind of pilgrim are you? Are you a spiritual pilgrim? Are you seeking after God the way you ought to? There was a time in the ancient day that Israel, amen, they should have been sojourners for the Lord. But no, they began to do as the countries all around them. They were saved from those countries. But now they started to advocate that they could, amen, do the things that those countries were doing. They began to covet after the gods of these foreign lands. It's not bad to be a foreigner, but it's bad to be uh, one who is separated from the counsel of God. Now you have alienated yourself. You have become uh, an unholy alien. But we're supposed to be holy aliens, a peculiar people after the sorts of God. Amen. Because we're different from those who have not been transformed yet. And the gospel is not foolishness to us. It's food. Amen. Yes. Thank God. But the people of God, they began to, amen, covet after these unholy gods all around. In Ezekiel 36. It says, and I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen. 
which ye have profaned in the midst of them. He's talking to the people of God. Now you profane my name in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. God is going to let his testimony be made certain in the face of the heathens that the people of God didn't testify correctly to. You don't have your testimony right. God's testimony is still going to be intact. Amen. Thank God, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. God wanted to do that for them, but they were fighting against him. My God, then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness, from all your idols. Will I cleanse you? A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. Then you can put them on a potter's wheel, and they will become who they are supposed to become. Amen. He said here in verse 27, and I will put my spirit within you. See, after he cleans them up. I'm going to put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Is the spirit given that you just have praise breaks and amen shout fests? No. No. And, 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 and speaking with tongues, contests, I can speak, speak more fluently than, than you. Is this what the Holy Ghost has given to us for? And I will put my spirit within you what and cause you what? To walk in my statutes. You don't know the statutes because you don't want to be disciple. You don't want to be in church school, Sunday school. You don't want to be in Bible class. My God, you don't want to read the Bible. You don't want to study the Bible. You don't want to meditate on the Bible day and night. You are not going to know what his statutes are. Right? He says, and ye shall keep my judgment. See, when you have the word in you, hide the word in your heart that you want, might not sin against God. That's why the Bible said that in another place. And ye shall what? Keep my judgments and do what? The last three words. And do them. You're going to do them. Not just be a hearer and a reader and a memorization uh, guru of the Bible. But you're going to be a what? Doer of the word. It's not a put on. It's a come on. The Holy Ghost comes upon you and changes you. After you submit yourself, therefore, to God in humbleness, God will come in and cleanse you. Fill you with his spirit. Enable you to do it. Thank God. You don't wake up one day with a Hollywood book on how to act like a Christian. Oh, I could go to heaven now because I act pretty good. But God's going to know how to separate the wheat from the tare, the goats from the lambs. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. God's going to know how to separate us. That's right. Are you a gospel pilgrim? Are you a true worshiper, in other words? Are you on a divine mission in this lifelong journey of faith? You're supposed to be motivated and fulfilled by God's wisdom, not the worldly wisdom. And you're not supposed to be amen, motivated by worldly power, but by God's power of his spirit. God is supposed to be your initiator, the author, amen, of your faith. He's supposed to be the cultivator, cultivator, the one that builds you up in the most holy faith, cuts out the bad and puts in the good, amen, grafts in the goodness, and amen, prunes away the stinkiness of hell, amen. And he's supposed to be the culminator, the one that brings it all together. And you have the new, excellent, eternal conclusion. Amen. That can only come through Jesus Christ, God's only son. And that's the only person that we can, amen, be reconciled back to the Father's arms with. Amen. Only God's son can do that. He can bring us back. 
and reconcile us back to the loving arms of the Heavenly Father. Yes. Who, who can do that? Only Jesus. The lost and weary that are not cognizant of the way that leads back to God can find the way by being led by the one who calls himself the way. Amen. He is what the way, the truth, and what the life to those who choose to be led by him as they make up their minds to claim their inheritance with the king of kings and lord of lords. You know, I had to make up my mind about Jesus and I'm convinced of his graciousness in my own life. He loves me for who I am. Amen. Some people love you for who they think you ought to be. But I say God loves me for who I am. Amen. And, And I am learning more each day how to love him for who he is, not who I want him to be, who he is. I take him as he is. Amen. His spanking self. Amen. His caressing self. Amen. His teaching self. His talk soft and don't even let the flame of a candle flicker self. His screaming. Amen. To make my hard head shake the very ground under my feet so I could get some sense back in my head. Self. I want all of him. Hey. Hallelujah. Thank God I had to make up my mind to want all of who he is. And guess what? This, this enables me to stay encouraged by praising him because of the love he shared on the cross. He endured the cross and despised the shame and went on ahead and did what he had to do. Made himself lower than the angels so he could, amen, testify that yes, I took that for you. You were supposed to have that, but I took it for you. Now just walk in me. Your, your way is going to be a little hard because you got to get out of this earth. And the devil's angry. He don't want anybody to make it. But amen. Uh, don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Amen. I'm going to be with you. I am Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. And I'm going to be there. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Come hell high water. I'm going to be there. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. So I challenge you to try uh, what God reveals in the living word. Take the journey of agape with me as I walk with the lover of my soul, Jesus. He called me. He birthed me. He redeemed me. And he is keeping me encouraged. Amen. So that every chance I get now, I'm going to bless his holy name. I get a platform. I'm going to bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Join me as I continue to go to Jesus to remain an even more faithful pilgrim of the gospel. Are you, amen, going in to claim your inheritance of being a heavenly, true gospel pilgrim? Thank God. I want the heavenly privilege of true gospel pilgrims. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this message. I pray that your spirit will prevail in encouraging us Keep us from falling. Present us faultless before your throne with exceeding joy. I know you're the only wise God. I bless your name. Help me, oh God, that I will feast upon the word and feed my spiritual man. I got to grow up, Lord. I can't be still sucking on the bottle when you come back. You got to, amen, use folk here on this earth that you could trust. You could say, oh, what about my servant? And you put your name there. Hey, hallelujah. We want to be faithful, yes. God is looking for faith in the earth. Let's be faithful. You can only please God with his faith that he gifts us with. He's seeing what we're going to do with it. Let's make good of it. Let's amen. open the gift of faith 
and let us, amen, take it upon ourselves, eat it, become it, walk in faith. Walking in faith is the same as walking in the spirit. And you're not going to, amen, now be subject to the knowledge of the flesh. The flesh has knowledge because you learn how to do evil things. Even before you could speak real good, you had an evilness. Babies bite people. Babies slap people. My God, babies grab stuff out of folk hand. It don't belong to them. Amen. We already know how to be evil. You put on some demonic boogaloo music and the baby's diaper go to bouncing. Hallelujah. You don't got to train folk how to be evil. Thank God. But we got to learn this holy thing. Come to the rabbi. He said, yes, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But there is a burden. You got the amen. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Allow him. To do a new training of your brain. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Train me in the parts where I am still stubborn, low, where I think I know, but I really do not know. I have uh, an idea about you. I have made you a concept in some parts of my being. I pray now that I will exalt the name of the Lord. Help our unbelief, Lord, where we are unlearned in certain areas because we are still immature in some areas. Make us mature in all areas of our being you gave us this body but this body is not us this is the biological stuff we're using as we are journeying on this earth but we got to do good by it we got to be good stewards of this body we got to let the mind that we have in this body think about the things of jesus and then it will feed our soul the soul is our ambitions things we long to do long to be uh, long to experience it's our will it's how we make decisions our soul yes. my god but then there's a spirit that had to be regenerated when we were born again we barely feed our real self when we have that spirit regenerated, it's like a little baby. We got to feed it with the word of God, with the truth of God, the wisdom of God. Come away from just the ABCs and one, two, threes. And now learn how to read, learn how to comprehend, learn about the metaphors, the prophetic stuff, the mysteries of God's word. Amen. And read between the lines and see what thus saith the Lord. The day we hear his voice, hard, not your heart. Help us, oh God, to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. And the church is people. It's all about people who are maturing themselves. Even if they are not mature, they are, they are working on it. They are allowing God to teach them. They are in the class of being matured. Some want to be matured. Others are steering clear and running far away from the class of maturity. But Lord, here we are. We want to now come forward and walk therein. We are knocking on the door. Bless your people. We want to be mature in you. To become the true gospel pilgrims you would have us to be. We know you're able, God, in Jesus' name. Forgive us, oh God, for not listening to the Holy Ghost when he spoke things into our life that we ought to do. Gave us assignments, little jobs, little new habits that will grow and increase. God said, uh, uh, I'm going to reward you with a lot when you do good with the little bit you got. Amen. So he gives us a little bit. Amen. Then he's going to reward us with more. He's going to give us more when we're when he knows we're able to handle the little pieces and we do what's right with the little pieces. And then we grow in responsibility. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, that you could trust us. 
Yes, we sing about trusting you, but can you trust us? Oh, I want to be trustworthy in my mind. I'm going to rebuke the devil's thoughts. I'm going to be trustworthy in you. When the devil give me mind bombs to think yes. about other stuff, I want to say rebuke you in Jesus' name. Yes. I didn't wake up to think about that. Listen, that must have been from hell. Hallelujah. So bless us, oh God, to learn how to rebuke the devil in yes, Jesus' name. Help us to learn how to read the scripture better. Help us to, oh God, just sit there and suck it in, soak in it. Marinate in it, Lord God. Be immersed in it. Dig deeper in the word. Oh, there's tools, Lord, we could use. And the most important thing, have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. And he's going to be a, a revealer of the truth in the Holy Word of God. He is the revealer of the truth of the word. That's his name. We thank you, Lord. We want to be reckoned as one who is now in the tutelage and counsel of the Most High God. To be, amen, spiritually mature. We know you're able. Help us, God. Keep us from falling. Keep us in the hollow of your hand. That we will grow in leaps and bounds. Hallelujah. Beyond what we can fathom a thing. Take us there, Lord. I want to keep my hand in your hand. And you just help me to get there. I know you're able. I trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name. I thank you and I praise you. Just give them a praise right quick. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Just go to thanking him. Amen for another chance to prove your faithfulness. I thank you for another chance, Lord. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.